This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Here is a fun Thanksgiving fact. Remember, no matter what they tell you in school, those pilgrims were nothing but a bunch of clowns in costumes. You're welcome. Our IPA livecast starts now. That's a double go for a for a free Thanksgiving episode of RIP Livecast because I'm traveling, as you can see. I'm 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 with my remote Livecast studio at the moment, so there might be some technical errors. But we're here. We're live in Technicolor, Daddy, on the mothership. No, we're not on TBS. No, we're on the internet. We're not. Could we? Can you negotiate that somehow? I don't think David Zaslov is interested in a podcast on Saturday mornings with three American Jews. I've always... I mean, he's a Jew, isn't he? He fucking employs Bill Maher. You think he can't give us a shot? Come on now. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I think based on our feelings on, on uh, Israel-Palestine, we just don't get it. What if we just agree to never talk about Gazer? <laughs> Well, you know, like we've been avoiding the topic uh, here on the show out of respect to our listeners. Uh, and it's a very it's a very uh, serious topic. It's a very big bummer for me personally. Uh, witness, you know, because it's all about me. I like to center myself in any issue. Yes. You <laughs> but, almost uh, feel as though you're in a hospital and you've been bombed when you hear yeah. these stories. Uh, and so, you know, I don't like also there wasn't really anything funny about uh, no, about the the conflict. Until well, I love week. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, I was going to say that I, of course, there's nothing funny about it. But I mean, I feel that the three of us, when we get together, we find a humor and yeah. a gold nugget in anything. It doesn't mean we're laughing at yeah. either Palestinians or Israelis even being I mean, those the poor people that got kidnapped, it's a legitimate tragedy. I feel like yeah. the people defending Israel are using it to, to, to distort what's happening there. But that those specific people, I feel very badly for them and their families. Absolutely. I feel bad for all the victims, like any victim of, of this, right. uh, that, you know, they're just trying to live their lives and, and not, uh, you know, not be kidnapped, <laughs> not, you know, just live peacefully right. and not worry about it. But, but what was the funny thing that happened? Uh, so there was the story in Haaretz, which correct me if I'm wrong. That's like more of the progressive uh, newspaper in uh, Israel. Yeah. Like they take a more uh, a liberal leaning, I would say, uh, position. Like they actually criticize Israel. Whereas, I, like I would the, say they are objective. I would say there's many a time when they do defend Israel. But you will see a Palestinian defense pop up in Haaretz as well. Like okay, so this it. it's it's more it's more of a rational take than the rest of the, their papers are far right. So uh, what what I, <laughs> this surfaced this week? We operate twenty four seven. The race to preserve Israeli soldiers' sperm. Oh well, that's good because that's that's <laughs> the real uh, endangered it's the issue. issue. Uh we op- uh, so it says during Israel's battle with Hamas in Gaza, the authorities have ramped up efforts to perform sperm utilization from fallen soldiers, and the, and left the ethical questions for later. So essentially, there's this whole unit of the Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, 
that goes and like I believe it's with like a shock therapy, <laughs> grabs sperm from dead soldiers' uh, bodies. Shock so therapy? That, what do you? Huh? Yeah, someone's coming and someone's coming and jerking off the dead the soldiers right before they die to get the. Gym. They don't just like inject their balls or something. I don't know. I'm kidding. Why would they need shock therapy? That I'm very I'm more confused now than when you started this story. By the way, can you go up to the headline before we pursue how they're getting the jizz out? Percent. I just want to. I want. I want to point out that Haretz has taken down this article because it's gone oh. so viral. So there's only an archive available, and the archive isn't loading fully, okay. as you can see. Now I want to. Uh, I want to get to. I want to get to the subheadline. They've left the ethical questions for later. Finally, someone is pointing out the real ethical problem with the Gaza <laughs> Palestinian and Jewish conflict. Well, they're Whether good at leaving the ethical out. questions for later in general. So this is, uh... <laughs> yeah, they're used to it. Yeah, what a conundrum we have on our hands here. So, okay, when you first linked us this story earlier in the week, I didn't like read the whole thing. I just assumed it was like if somebody was killed and they have a wife, like a civilian wife who wants to have a family, right. they'll go get the guy's jizz and bring it to the wife so she could be like inseminated. I didn't realize that it was just like it, they're getting the sperm, whether these guys have somebody to have a baby with or not. They're just like banking random. It's at the request jizz. of the family. So yeah, like, like uh, a mom or a dad, I'm assuming. So here's this other article I found on this topic. Oh, uh, this, this is like the dream of every Jewish mother. <laughs> Think about it. All they want is grandkids, and all they want is their sons to marry the woman, the Jewish woman that they want them to marry with to have these grandkids. So now the son's opinion is completely removed from the equation. <laughs> they don't want their son to be dead. I, well, whatever. The grandkids are the most important <laughs> yeah, thing. If well, it takes the dead son. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If he's dead, at least we yeah. get this time. I get to I pick mean, like, the we woman. Have a right to determination. <laughs> it's. This is, oh my God. Well, let Don't me ask tell my you this. About this. How, how far of a leap is it from this to the, the mothers uh, now ex implanting the sperm that they want into their daughter without their consent? rather than So they like browse like a portfolio of dead soldiers to pick the perfect one for their daughter? <laughs> right. If the soldier or conversely, no what if they're stealing eggs for their sons? You know, like... Uh... Yeah, uh, women are in the IDF ladies. and getting killed yeah. in Israel. I don't think I don't think their eggs could be extracted in the same way. They have to be right ovulating or it has to be their time of the month specifically for them to produce Well, the I mean, you got a one in four shot, I guess, of uh, <laughs> them dying at the right time of month. We go in, we look around. If there is an egg, we take it. We take it out. The eggs, if it's the time of the month, correct. If not, we are disposable. But also, how uh, many Israeli soldiers are dying in this conflict? Is that really is there really that high a number? No, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of casualties. This is like the highest amount of casualties Israel has faced uh, in a while. But let's uh, just like let's, let's on on October seventh specifically, the the big uh, massacre. Mm -hmm. The majority of the people that were killed were soldiers. No, uh, okay. So um, it was twelve hundred, but that number is like kind of static, right? I mean, the the Palestinians can't even move. I don't think yeah, they're killing so anybody. I, right, that's it. Like, is, but no, I think that you know, soldiers have since died. I don't think it's being as actively reported. But you know, like, how many eggs were recovered? Well, so I don't know about the eggs, but so I found this Jerusalem Post article. Now, Jerusalem Post, I would say, is right wing. It's not. 
I would argue they are not objective like Haaretz, but in, in this sense, whatever, it doesn't really, like, there's no uh, lean here. So families of October 7 victims, IDF soldiers support semen extraction law. There's Is a that law. your favorite movie, Rob? Semen extraction law? Yeah, that's the, that's the new Law and Order spinoff. Oh, my God. <laughs> law and Order, semen extraction unit, SEU. Instead of dun-dun, it's like the jerk-off sound, like the... Oh. You know, I can't even do it. <laughs> the fap-fap. Yeah, the fap-fap, yeah. Fap, fap. <laughs> law and cum hoarder. <laughs> is that the episode title, or is that too graphic? I think, I think just law and hoarder. I think law so. and hoarder. I would say semen extraction unit should be the... <laughs> So 32 samples. This was on November 15th, three days ago. So far, 32 samples, or so far, samples have been taken from 32 soldiers and seven murdered civilians. Since the outbreak of war in Gaza, semen samples of 39 men. Man, they're just getting to it. 39 men, 32 soldiers, and seven civilians killed or murdered have been extracted at the request of families, wives, or partners who want to produce their progeny. In three other requests, the semen wasn't removed due to the time limit. That can be usefully, uh, uh, the time limit that can be usefully taken after death. What a shame. Is this like the five second rule? Yeah, there's only, there, I think there's only two hours where like the, the semen is still semeny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yum, yum. So yeah, does Rebecca Moore get something like the leftovers just to drink? <laughs> Rebecca Moore's flying down there now. She's waiting outside the office. Her, just like her services are needed more than ever. In just case pushed. anybody drops something, she disposes of what they can't use for semen uh, purposes. I love how they refer to one of these doctors, one of the initiators. Oh boy! Ah. <laughs> these Israelis—they got uniforms for everything. <laughs> so I guess the issue is about like what defines a permanent partner. Like what woman can just say, Hey, I'm this guy's bitch. Like, like what you're saying, like what a woman can just show up and be like, yeah, give me this soldier's sperm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh yeah. But can you go up a second? It, it says in sure. this article, like they're taking semen from civilians too. Not just soldiers. That was, yes. But, so how can they do that? Wasn't the whole premise of this that they, they're allowed to take it because they're soldiers? Well, doesn't everybody have to serve time in the army at some point? So I guess technically everyone's a soldier. Right? Well, I think it's just the family has to request that it be done. Uh, Bureaucratic uh, backlog. Israelis are not very well known for following, uh, for strict adherence to law. It was almost, <laughs> I say. Except uh, for shutting the light on and off during Yeah, exactly. Time. Only the Talmud. <laughs> yes. What does the Talmud say about extracting semen from a soldier? Uh, Be Bella Savitsky, the mother of... <laughs> Bella Savitsky definitely sounds like a native uh, is Israeli. You grew uh, up like two of... blocks away from her, Rob. What are you talking yeah. about? You know her. I'm <laughs> saying. Oh, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. 90% of... of the occupied houses grew up away from Rob's uh, apartment. <laughs> yeah, most of them are from Brian Beach. <laughs> She was informed of her son's death only two days later and said the semen extraction was carry carried out after another day due to bureaucratic procrastination. Ah, <laughs> oh, the bureaucracy is just preventing my dead son from being jerked off. <laughs> yes, the real victims here are his little swimming fish. Look, he uh, fell in the Battle of Kiss FM. Is that what that's? <laughs> Kiss 98.7 Kiss FM. What is, 
That's our local uh, soul and uh, old old school R and B station. Or it was. I don't know. They switch around so often. Yeah. But here in New York, that was the when I was a kid. That was the R and B station. Kiss FM. Rab, ra- listen to this sentence. Rabbi Lior Segev from the Puha Institute. Oh, Puha. Puha. Yes. <laughs> Stress the importance of every soldier signing a will regarding such a decision so there is not be a situation in which automatic semen removal be the default. Thank what? You. Thank you, Rabbi. That's like a disclaimer that... on your grinder account. That... <laughs> Just so you know, before we meet up, automatic semen <laughs> removal is my default. Is required. Hello, I have some thoughts on semen extraction. Oh, yes. Thank you, Rabbi. Uh, what is your institute? I come from the Pua Institute. Imagine you from the Pua Institute. You got to tell people, hey, well, you're at a cocktail party. Where'd you go to college? I went to Pua. What did, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. You said that a little low. <laughs> I went to the Pua Institute. Uh, so, yeah, it's been like, it's this is just, I don't know, Sid. You were, you seem to think this wasn't as ridiculous as, as Darren and I. I well, think what this I was is, saying. I, it's. I, I want to point out just really quickly at the very end of that article, it said ninety percent of soldiers didn't even know this was a thing until this week. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. It's just because after the Holocaust, like Jewy Jews, their whole mission was to repopulate. So in the if you look at it through that lens, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, specific facts and details about it are absurd when you talk about them. But the general idea of wanting to make more Jewish babies, I mean, right, that's not a new idea for them. Well, my uh, oh, absolutely. This is absurd, of course, on its face to me. But also what makes it extra absurd is the juxtaposition of what's going on there. Like this, like they're worried about taking, sp- the other side is worried about having electricity and like starving to death. And they're worried about is enough sperm going to be extracted well, from my first world problems back. and third world problems. There you right, go. But then the same people trying to take the sperm out are like, you know, we're the victims here. Everybody uh, wants to I be wish... victim. It's fun. I wish I could find this video that the official Israeli. Uh, they have a video of uh, the semen removal. No, really? They started an OnlyFans just to make a little. There extra was cash like this for weapons. <laughs> she won't okay. need to raise the. Okay, uh, I found one, but it's it's like a, a goof because at the end, is <laughs> a very explicit thing. If you could just give me a second, but this cartoon is absolutely freaking insane. Uh, uh, let me just see. What, what, get, talk, talk amongst yourselves for a second while I load it up. Oh, you're going to load the load being pulled out? Is that what's <laughs> happening? I don't, uh, I don't know if we're allowed to show that. I don't know if we're allowed to show that. <laughs> what do you, wait, so what's the video you're getting now? Uh, so the official Israeli uh, Twitter account. Sorry, sorry for my clacking on the typing. Uh, you're on try location. to go a little softer. Uh, so the official Israeli here. We, oh my God. It's still up. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me share this tab. So Israel, this is the official Israel Twitter account. Shaili uh, Atari's husband, Yahav was murdered by Hamas terrorists. She did everything in her power to retrieve his sperm so that her dream of having more children would live on even without Yahav. 
Unfortunately, she was unsuccessful. There are still so many families we could save. Every minute counts. Bring back our children now. This is how basically the whole world learned of this. So here's this animation. It's fucking insane. She thinks it's just another rocket attack. And for our audio listeners, I want to point out, this is a black and white animation, like almost a children's animation, uh, portraying this Israeli woman as, you know, in the grips of fear. Who prickles through Shiley's entire body and it's outside their bedroom window. Her husband, Yahav, fights the danger as Shiley runs, leaving everything behind to protect their baby, Shia. She hides from the terrorist hunting her. For 27 hours, terrified, praying that the love of her life will survive. She clings to hope that she won't need to raise their newborn alone. So Four far normal. Later, normal. Her heart shatters. She hugs Shia tightly and knows she must fulfill Yahav's dream to create more life. What? So, Shiley puts out a call for the unthinkable to retrieve his seed and be able to continue <laughs> growing their family. She's in her own war against time, and the crowd leaps into action to complete her desperate mission. But it's too late. <laughs> Shiley did everything she, she did could everything to save her could. family. We still have time to save. Well, you know what could have saved your family? Not sending your fucking husband out to, to kill Gazans. That would have Well, uh, did, do they have a choice? You can do go to prison. To go you can go to jail. No, you huh? go to jail. Go to jail. But I, I was told that the jails there are very rough. So that this, might not uh, be any better. I'm well, sorry. Excuse, I saw... Your there sperm was a... is in jail now forever. <laughs> so, okay? Can't be worse than political that. prisoner. I want to point out that there was a... Uh, I saw this on Twitter uh, a year or two ago. This Taylor Swift fan, fan account said, sorry, I haven't updated in three months. I was in prison because I didn't want to join the IDF. So if a Taylor Swift stan can withstand three months of prison in Israel, I think Yahov could have withstand it. But prison. he had a newborn the, baby. Right. Well, either don't see your newborn baby for three months or don't see him ever again. Well, Easy decision, you know, I think. nobody, uh, they all assume that they'll be the one that doesn't get blown up. Nobody goes in thinking, oh, wow. yeah, I'm definitely going to die within the next four days. Also, I just want to say maybe uh, maybe people were aware what bad PR it would have been to kill the Taylor Swift fan. And so they, <laughs> that was a shield. It was a human shield, in effect. It was <laughs> but so what are your thoughts? That video to me is just batshit. Like it's it's I mean, next level insane. I've seen so many crazy things coming from like the Israeli side, like this week or the past two weeks, like you know, fake evidence and everything. It's like it's hard to say anything is crazy anymore with what's happening here. Yeah. So <laughs> I think uh, to be clear, I personally think there should be a ceasefire, but uh, I don't know how the two of you feel. I don't want to speak for sure, either of you, but I, I feel like this is accomplishing nothing. But killing innocent Gazans oh, yeah. are not terrorists. And I'm a little frustrated with uh, Israeli propagandists uh, painting all Gazans as Hamas terrorists mm -hmm. when the majority of them didn't even have any say in how ha Hamas was elected because they weren't even born at the time. Because yeah, the majority... how did they do their elections? The last election was, what, 2006? Correct. Something like that? Like... Is it just and we're in charge until we say we're not, or is there a specific date? How I'm, does that work? 
I'm not particularly familiar, Darren. Do you know? Do you know how the election work? I don't know. I don't know exactly the the method of their elections, but I mean, Israel wants Hamas there. I was going to say, yeah, Netanyahu was like pushed for Hamas. He funded Hamas with Israeli funds to when they were first created. Like they want this is just a big anti uh, pro Israel PR campaign, basically. They can do whatever they want now because Hamas exists and does these terrorist operations. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been multiple, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like reaching, reaching outs from Hamas to free the uh, hostages, and Israel's not not into it. So, and I'm sure there are there are pro Israelis that are listening to us being like, look at this propaganda. The reason they're not into it is because of blah blah blah. It's like, relax. okay, read a book. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, not my down. problem. I'm sure uh, an Israeli guy will write to us. He's still a very nice guy, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't position him with any sort of a, a political position at the moment. He he has not been a fan of. Well, he's uh, concerned how with life. Who has been uh, behaved? What did you say? He's concerned with what? He's concerned with life stuff and being you know yeah. staying alive. Although but, I do wonder, you know, Israeli guy has he he's he's still around. <laughs> he messaged us last week. He, he's asked not to not to publish what he was saying, uh, but. I'm curious. I'm curious his take on the semen extraction. <laughs> yeah, I would love. I to wonder know. if this is only an Israeli thing. Like, are there other military forces? Like, I've never heard this before. I mean, it's like Sid said. You know, the Jews are exceptionally concerned with maintaining their DNA, uh, you know, strand because of what happened in the Holocaust. So it's like a. I would assume this is a, a Jewish thing. But what you said about like a lot of Jews want to get rid of Netanyahu, I feel like that's true. I think there's a lot of like even pro-Zionists that want to get rid of Netanyahu, but it's like they want another guy. It's like Trump in the U.S. I was just going to say they yeah. want a guy in there who will do what they want, what Netanyahu is doing without embarrassing them. I feel like he's just too over the top and just wantonly murders people and they want to do it more discreetly. And I feel that's a, that's a very common position that I hear people take. Ain't gonna be changing for, for a while. And even if they did get rid of him somehow, I don't think it would change. But probably. But it would just the PR would change the PR of it. He's just so blunt and open. And also, I feel the fact that he speaks in English all the time. You know, kind of puts him out there on U.S. press a lot. Like he just speaks perfectly. Oh, yeah. He almost doesn't speak with an accent at all. Like he could be a dude in Brooklyn. Yeah. So it's true. He's a very good PR manipulator. Rob so I'm trying to find uh, how they actually extract the sperm. Uh, all I'm seeing is most countries have outlawed uh, the sperm extraction. Po- so it's been con- so extraction. most countries have thought about it to outlaw it. It's come up as a <laughs> so to speak. I guess so. <laughs> all right. Well, interesting. I don't know. I, I mean, I maybe there's some some practice where the soldiers opt into this, you know, when they're sitting in an office somewhere, like well, long before they go to the battlefield. I got to like, they have so much time on their hands. You know, soldiers are beaten off all the time anyway. Can't they just have them like beat off into a cup at some point and then just save that instead of waiting till they're dead. That's a great point. Like why wait until they're dead for them to beat them off? Yeah. Yeah. Just pass out Doritos bags. (laughs) It's like part of the physical when you show up. All right. You know, run on this treadmill, jerk off into this bucket. 
Do you have any loved ones who might want your semen? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> it's on the questionnaire. Yeah. And then it's not like this last minute thing where like we have two hours before the jizz has gone sour. Oh. Wow. So there's an article in Bloomberg all the way back in July of 2022 yeah. about this. Uh, uh, that was back when we were supposed to care about Ukraine. Not oh, yeah, that's right. Funny enough, it's, it is about an Israeli-Ukrainian immigrant. Oh, oh well, it all ties together. Uh, so I'm trying. I'm, I'm still trying to find how they actually do. Like they just talk about the ethics behind it, uh, but they never explain how exactly. Only we are interested in that aspect. Yeah. Of this. <laughs> 30 hours after he was killed, his sperm was extracted. But how? Preserved in liquid nitrogen. And 14 years later, used to fertilize the eggs of Irina Axelrod. 14 years later? Yes. She didn't know uh, the soldier, but she volunteered to bury and raise his child after meeting... Uh, oh, the, the, the man's mother. Oh. Uh, of course. It's always the mother. God damn. So you called it, Sid. This is exactly what you're like. I need, I need a grandchild. I don't get yeah, if my son is I'll dead. wait 14 fucking years till I find the perfect girl. She was only five years old when he died, so I had to, you know, mark my calendar and wait till she turned legal. And then first thing, cram my son's jizz right okay, up the snatch. Deep, deep in this article, <laughs> we finally... We finally get the science. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm here to do the research for the live casters. Rob is our cum scientist. I mean, this is our this is our beat, basically. I, I guess you could say any, I'm a, any, I, any, I, go ahead, sorry. I'm a cum knowledge extractionist, I would yes. say. <laughs> is there, are they extracting any poop? Because then this will be like right uh, uh, right up our alley. So uh it turns so the, the grandmother wasn't sure where the thought came from, uh, but a, Ger a German best friend who was with her contacted the army. The call was made German. by the chief casual. Uh, how does the Germans get involved? I, I kind of. Uh... I don't know, but that worries me. Yeah, seriously. Okay, um, here, here. I'm sorry. I, I'm a little. Uh... <laughs> What's going on? There's just so much insanity here. So the grandmother, when she saw, like when the soldiers came to her to tell her that her son was dead, she shouted in Russian, we must get his sperm. Oh my God. <laughs> but no one understood what she was talking about. Uh, but apparently her German best friend uh, contacted the army and there is a method to do this. And it turns out the procedure existed. After a man dies, his sperm cells live up to 72 hours and can be retrieved with an incision to the testicle. There we go, yeah. And then frozen. We checked with legal and medical authorities and went ahead. Today, it's becoming routine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there it is. I don't know if I want an incision into my nuts after I'm dead. I don't know how I feel about that. Leave my nuts good. alone. After huh? you're dead, you're fine. What are you gonna have yourself stuffed? Like, who cares? Like, here's the thing. Like, take my liver. You know, take all that. Take my heart. Please. If it works, if it works, <laughs> leave my testes alone. Why? What's the difference? That's mine. That's mine. Can, Can I have something? 
He wants to taxidermy his bulls and put them over they, the mantle of his loved ones. Do they stitch the corpse testes up after the incision, or are they like he's dead uh, oh anyway? Oh my Let's god! I sure wide open. Or maybe, maybe it's just like gushing. one of the, like a little. It's a little prick, so you know it's just. A little <laughs> Speak for yourself, right? motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Is that on your Tinder profile? You gotta be upfront with these people. <laughs> oh, so it turns out. Okay, so in Germany, Italy, and Sweden, the procedure is banned. In the U.S., regulations vary by state. The practice is reserved mostly for widows who can attest that their husband wanted kids this way. They can okay. attest. Test <laughs> these nuts. Uh, oh, there's a stipulation that there's a one-year waiting period before the sperm can be used. Why? In case the guy isn't actually dead? Like, what What does that matter? I guess you have to really want it. The like, biological you're, clock you're, is ticking. The, the, it's, not, it's not just a rebound, baby. You know, you have to really think, think it through. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Well, as long also, as I mean, I feel, you know, if we're talking about the ethics here, like, you're, you're, you're committing to... to raising an orphan you know like a, a bastard or, or what i i, Jesus I don't know Christ. what a polite polite way to say it is but you know but this this child is you're immediately taking away one of their parents well like, the mom can remarry people. so why not have kids with that person because she wants this why even have kids with the sperm adopt some baby there's plenty of babies in foster well, care well sure but you know Dusty Rose Muffler has a good tip. Just extract the sperm with his flesh jack. I think th I thought that's how they would do it. Yeah, I don't not. think that works on a corpse. Is that yeah. how effective the flesh jack is? Uh, I no. It, it, it depends on how turned on he was, was at I, the moment of death. I wonder. <laughs> let me, I'm going to Google if you can get an erection a, uh, after dying. I'm oh, curious. you definitely can. I've heard. But that. I don't know that you can jizz You're right, after dying. Know. What about like, Palestinian sperm? All sperm matters. Actually, in one of the articles, there was something about how in Israeli prisons, Palestinians are known to uh, what Sid was saying, uh, like jizz in a cup. And then like the cup, the jizz is then like, <laughs> like smuggled to their. There are jizz smugglers. Do they have allegedly? I thought that was a slur. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> That's not nice. Wow. That, um, that's a documentary we need. What was I going to say? That, you know, um, what Dusty wrote his comment. Are we, uh, if you have anything else to contribute on this topic, because it's a little bit of a segue. But uh, I, when Dusty Rhodes made that comment about um, Palestinian loads matter, uh, I had a little bit of an anecdote that kind of relates to that. Oh my so, god! Okay, not the loads part, the mattering. So I went to <laughs> this. Um, I went to this volleyball game that I was refereeing. Right, so this is a big game, like it's the end of the year, and they use they all use these school gyms, and the school gyms are multi-purpose. So there's just lines everywhere. So the volleyball court. They use the um, like a black line and then the basketball court has a blue line and there's like a, just a network of lines everywhere. So I have to explain to them in the preseason we're using this and not that and blah, blah, blah. And the pregame, I mean. So I'm standing there with the two captains of the teams and I go um, to be very careful so they understand they're kids, you know. And I go, we're using only this line, only these lines. The black lines matter, right? And then the girl looks at me. 
and Did I got you say it as a joke. No, no, that's the thing. I, I was very paranoid that it was perceived that I was taking the piss or something. Like I'm a white guy and I'm doing a Black Lives <laughs> oh Matter God. joke, and I wasn't at all. Like I literally, that was what I was had to say was that only the black lines matter in the game, and they both kind of they were both black. Oh both God. of the kids were black, and they just kind of looked at me. And I, but like, obviously I couldn't. They make it way worse if I just go like, yeah. no, 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 I don't mean Black Lives Matter. I just mean the lines. I just please let that fade into the background right yeah. now. Nobody's saying anything. I moved right on to the next topic. I was so like cringing, ready for somebody to say something. But nobody did. It just no. In fact, I may have even imagined them looking at me. That you know, yeah. like I, I was just so nervous. It's a very Larry David moment. Exactly. Dusty Rhodes Buffler just said it's like a curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about the other volleyball thing that I had happen to me? This sure. Yes. Uh, just really quickly, I okay, want to sorry. insert uh, that uh, you cannot <laughs> jerk someone off. You can only jerk someone off to completion if they're brain dead. But if their body, if their heart stops working, you cannot jerk them off to completion. The only way... They can get a boner, but the only way to make them come or to get their come would be mm. the, the postmortem sperm retrieval, as we've discussed. You've so. jerked off some brain dead people before, haven't you, Rob? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the, these are the ethical conundrums that conundra that the philosophers of our times are grappling. <laughs> what what constitutes ethical semen removal? This needs to be a debate question when Biden and Trump go head to head. I guess uh, consent, consent would be. They're taking, they're taking sperm all over our battlefields. Beautiful American sperm. They're they're killing our babies ten months after they're born. Then they're taking their sperm. We have the best sperm. Have you seen the sperm, Fabio? Israeli sperm, not so great, not good. (laughs) They're taking it. Don't know why they're taking it. They're taking it. This is what we're finding out. Boy, I have some great sperm, don't I, folks? Don't I? I have the super sperm. <laughs> and then Biden just confused everything that's just going. Uh, yeah, we got, they're taking it from. They're just taking it. They're just taking it from the nutsack. This is what I heard. This is what I'm hearing. They never took it from corn pop. <laughs> he probably has like a jar of Bo Biden sperm that he could bring oh. with him to the oh. to the podium. Yeah, it's a jar. It's like where I keep my where I keep my licorice. Oh my god, he dips it. Yeah, it's like a pocky. Have you eat that pocky? Oh the kids love so much. I love those pockies. Yeah. Hey man, come Great on. Snack. You gotta you gotta try the pocky. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, seriously. Um so again I'm doing these high profile volleyball games in the city for the schools. Season's ending. So I've been going through the playoffs for the last year. Last month, sorry. And um, there's one team. I show up, and there is uh, on one of the teams uh, what I would say is a male presenting uh, player, without being insensitive or anything. Which I think that would be the proper terminology. And I first thing you should know about this story: it is not the referee's job to get involved in that, good or bad. Don't defend it. Don't don't even acknowledge any roster. Forget a trans issue. Don't acknowledge any roster issues. You say. That's the commissioner. Talk to them. I don't have anything to do with that. So that's exactly how I handled that. During the game, one of the coaches comes up to me on the other side. And it's like, um, and politely, by the way, said, 
is that like person like transitioning or something? And I was like, again, I don't know, not my business. And, and what's the difference? Right. The difference is what they were implying, I would assume, is that if the person is not transitioning, the coach is cynically using a boy to be on the girls team. And they're not like they're, they're flouting the issue of the good beneficial issue of having trans players in sports and just using it to try to win the game with a male biological male player who is a cisgender. Right. So that would be, I guess, their concern. I, uh, if I, if I could interject another question, like what, like assuming this line of of thinking, what do they get if they win other than saying they won? Is there a a, a monetary reward? Like why go through all this effort? They get to keep their job maybe? I I will I will not argue with you on that point. I just let me finish the story and then yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, maybe yeah. filled in uh, for it. Okay. okay, so they play the game. The kid is the best player. Uh, the the kid is playing. I don't know to use which pronoun because it's vague based on the details. Yeah, the the androgynous child. How right. age are these? The child is not androgynous. Kids? I want to point that oh. out. Uh, the child okay. is very clearly presenting as a male. The child has okay. a mustache and it dresses in boys' clothes. Oh, okay, okay. And acts, you know, outwardly presents as a male. Doesn't mean they're not trans, but I just want to say that for the record. They're not androgynous. Uh, what did you say, Sid? What age? Uh, 12, 13, and 14. Okay. Middle school. Okay. And this is girls' teams. This is girls. It's okay. presented as girls' volleyball. Okay. Okay. So they win. The, the kid is like playing an NCAA level volleyball. The other kids are like, these are the best teams. It's the playoffs, but he, he or she or they is on a different level than the other players. Okay. I get to the next week. The next coach on the other team is a little more adamant about it. It's like, how are they allowed to have a boy on that team? I don't understand. Right. So I was like, well, again, not my job, not my pay grade. Yeah. I just blow the whistle, beep, beep, and then, you know, we all go home. Oh, well, all right, I understand. Fine. So then the the coach with the with the question of the person in question on the team comes to me after the game and says, oh, is he complaining about my player? And I was like, yeah, I know. It's transition sports. He says, he says, oh, no, that's a, that's a boy. Wait, uh, what? That's a boy. I'm allowed to have one boy. It's in the NCAA rules, and he gave me the section 704, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, well, I never heard of that, but again, it doesn't matter what I think because that's a roster issue. And also, does no. NCAA apply to junior high schools? Yes, we use the oh, NCAA okay. rules in this. Uh, but... So who you're saying that's not your job. Whose job would it be to, like, like if, he had, if, if two boys? Oh, is the commissioner there? The commissioner is at there in the next part of the story. Okay, great. It's the plot thickens. I'm taking a okay. long time to get to it, but there is a. Right, this so. is a great twist that it that, that it is a boy, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, this is a guy." Yeah. I said, so I yeah, said. It's so it's not a, 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 a. So let me clarify what you mean by a boy. I said it's a born a boy, just, and he's transitioning. Yeah, biological. No, 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 no. It's a boy. It's a kid in my class. It's a boy. We're allowed to have one male on the team. Every team's allowed. The coaches just don't know the rules. It's silly. Like you're allowed to fill out your team. If you go to NCAA, he says it's okay. They don't do it because it's a PR thing, but it's still in the rules. You're allowed to do it. I learned something. I did not know that. I'm I'm a very big rules guy. I did not. Okay, we move on. Now we're in the semifinals, and it happens again. And somebody complains to me on the side, but now the commissioner's there. Okay. The commissioner sees me, the guy being adamant towards me, like, why is there a boy on the team? He said, what'd you tell him? I said, 
I didn't say anything. I gave him a non-answer because it's not my job. Good, good. And I said, so what's the deal, though? Uh, uh, but I didn't mention what the coach said. This is important. You didn't so, mention that you know it's a boy. I didn't mention the coach told me anything okay. about that. Yes. So the so the guy says to me, um, so the guy says, yeah, he's not allowed to complain about her being on the team. Right? Ah, now the commissioner thinks that it's a trans girl. So I said, so then I said, not that the coach told me, but I said, oh, I thought that was a boy. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. We are very uh, accommodating to our trans players, and, uh, you know, we allow them, and we don't get involved in what their gender is. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a boy playing feigning ignorance, you know. I apologize, right? And then, so then now I know. So then I go, so what would happen, though, if that was a boy? He's like, oh, if I find out there's a boy in any of these teams, I'm going to rain motherfucking hellfire on these people. Exact words. No paraphrase. I'm going to rain motherfucking hellfire on these people. Oh, my God. So I said, this is oh. exciting. So now I know somebody's fucking lying to me. I know either the coach is lying about that rule or the, the commissioner knows what's going on and he's friends with the guy and he's just letting it happen and trying to feign like he's serious about the trans issue or the coach just th thinks that He's allowed to have a, but I don't think that's the case that he thinks he's allowed to have a boy because he never, if he was talking to the commissioner about this thing and very carefully this did not describe this player as a boy. So he said it in front of the commissioner. They, uh, he didn't say she, he said they several times. He said my player. He was very, very creative. So I think he's using the trans issue to just sneak a boy on the team. So your it. instinct is that the coach is cheating. Like the coach is deceptive. Yes. Then why oh, wouldn't he 100%. just say that to you also? Why would he tell you the truth? I think he's maybe he's dumb, first of all. And also <laughs> he thought me being a referee, I would identify more with the rules aspect of it. Uh, and that's what I would believe. And then when he goes to the, huh. or maybe he found out later that the commissioner doesn't like this. And change the story in between uh, the two, two parts of my story, uh, but I did really was thinking about this over the past few days, and I, I especially wanted to ask Rob because this I don't have the answer to this question. Uh, we we all agree. First, put this on the table. We all agree if it's a truly a tra transitioning teenager, they deserve to be on the team. Yeah. Is there any difference if it's just a boy who the coach wants to put on the team to get an advantage? And they're not trans at all. Do you ha anyone have a problem with that? I it's, think it sucks. I don't think yeah, it's like shitty sportsmanship. I think yeah. it goes. Yeah, exactly. It goes against the the idea of sportsmanship. Okay. Whereas I feel the nuance of like if this was a uh, a biological uh, uh, female uh, born a female who is transitioning, uh, who is like in mid transition uh, to be a boy. Uh, I would I, I would be inclined to say they should play on the boys team, but I would understand like I, I think it's a gray area with the sports. So I, I, I think it would they, she sh they should be allowed to uh, play on the girls team. But a fully identified cisgender boy on a girl. Like, what's the point of the gendered sport then to begin with? Like, why, why stop at one? Why not just have total uh, intergender teams? 
Right. Agreed. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. So if there were intergender teams, there'd be no problem if they were ranked by weight class and ability level. And all yeah, that. exactly. But they're I, not. I, I, so it's yeah. not fair to the girls, I feel. But I, I don't. But but I sound in my head like I'm making the conservative anti-trans argument, which I am not I don't at think all. You are. No, it sounds but like the same verbiage, though. You know, that's what I mean? like, the thing, though. It's, it's shitty sportsmanship. And he's using like a real issue to gain yes. an advantage in junior high school volleyball. And if this ever got out into the national press, yeah. all those right-wing people would totally use this story to say, be like, see, this is what we're worried about. Bah, 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 right. bah, bah. And let me, yeah, okay, if okay. nothing else, it sets back the transition because yeah. this is exactly what the conservatives are worried about. And yeah. let me tell you, Sid, just to jump off of what you just said. So this, the, the last part of the story I told you was the semifinals, right? Uh-huh. Commissioner was there for that and the finals. I did both because I'm so awesome. They invite me to all the best games. So uh, he's at both. And I kind of looked over at him, the commissioner, during the whole game. He's rooting so hard for the team with the trans issue to lose. Just okay. so that there's nothing like, you know what I mean? Like there's no, no question about who won and all that. And he, they won the semifinals. And I looked at it, it was, you know, oh like, because, and he doesn't know there's any, anything shady going on. I think he just, everyone, every time they play a game, somebody complains, somebody just doesn't want to deal with it. And if they go to the like- finals and win, the whole league is going to be like, well, you big deal. You just put a boy on the team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, I feel it. And then the finals happened and the other team was great. And the other team was like, I feel better than better than the team with the player in question, but they lost, they lost the, the kid basically took over the game and was the MVP of the game. But the other team was a much better all around team, but they lost. So I think, uh, and it was very close. It came down. And then what happened? Was there any drama afterwards not on the spot no and i had to leave to go to play poker so i just kind of left like two minutes after the game ended it may have been something i didn't see but yikes yeah very touchy subject i i thought it was just a fascinating issue because like it's the whole thing changes for me and it's the same person it's the same ability levels of the players you know what i mean it's the same but it just changes when it's a legitimate trans person who's feelings and like rights as to live as a regular human being we should yeah. be protecting to it's a boy it completely changes and that's just a, an interesting thing to think about and still i'd like to actually see this rule and see that yeah. it actually like he might have just been a very convincing liar you know that rule that. might not exist he might have just, just been like betting that you wouldn't rule. go look it up it's, I think they yeah. have that rule for areas of the country where you can't fill out a full girls team and there's not that much interest in volleyball and they want to make sure the girls get to play. So if you have to stick a boy on there, you can do it. I, I think that's what it's for. Cause not, you know, the NCAA great teams in volleyball are not using, I think it's yeah. a, a rule for football in every, every sport that you, you can put a boy on or a man, if it's the college, a man on the team. And that's just to, for fair play. Like they want the shittier schools that don't have a system to be able to play these sports and what, so they, they can only field five out of a six volleyball team and therefore the five girls don't get to play, you know? 
it's not fair to them. So you're allowed to put a boy on it. There should be some anything. sort of stipulation, though, that it has to be the least athletic boy at the school. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be like someone who then becomes the best player on the team. That right. like this is supposed to be to fill out like the last roster spot, not you right. bringing in your fucking superstar. And they put the they like the, if it in was this Sid, case. if it was twelve year old Sid that they were putting on the volleyball team, fine. Right, they wouldn't take you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, we'll I play would, with yeah, five. <laughs> we'll play with five. It's fine. <laughs> no, they they have they had the kid also as the libero, by the way, which what is, is that? uh, that's um, a volleyball position that can only play defense. So they come in the back row. They're not allowed to to oh. attack at the net. They can only pass. They can they can attack behind the line. So they did minimize his like role, but he still dominated. Didn't matter. Great wow. in, in this league. We use uh, NCAA rules. They're allowed to serve. Some leagues, they don't even let the libero serve. Huh. But they were allowed. This person was allowed to serve. So, and killing the serve. I mean, just how, like cannons. How did the boys' teammates, like, react to him? Were they? Oh, like, they lo- oh my God. They wanted like want to lift him up on a uh, – I should say that. They didn't I feel really weird about it. Your story, either. but – Wow. Yeah. Uh, right. No, and the and the kid, the kid who we're talking about was like in into it, like yeah, like helping the girls' team win, and it was the best sportsmanship I ever saw. Right. Uh, well, in in the middle of the worst sportsmanship I ever saw, potentially. Yeah, I was gonna say the kids were so happy, and and the, not this week, but a, pr- a prior week, the the team that lost this week, they never said a peep about it. And I saw even one of them went over and shook the kid's hand, the one that we're talking about. But uh, the previous week, the girl, the, the girls lost in the semifinals, and they were all sad, and they're walking off. It's like, why did they get to have a boy? Like it's, like, it's just they don't understand, you know? Wow, what's happening? Interesting. Wow. It, it yeah. It, it's honestly, it's very, it's a bummer too because it defeats the whole point of the whole. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the whole thing just ceases to have any relevance if you're doing this you know that you're just having a scab but yeah Yeah. the then it's like the other side of that is it's junior high school volleyball so does it really have relevance anyway right like i feel like if this was high school this wouldn't fly because it's higher profile enough that somebody mm-hmm. would have shut it down right away. Well, we'll see because yeah. they won the championship. So we'll but see if there's any like news stories. He's going to make a girls' high school team now, or he is he, is, are there boys volleyball teams in high school? He is a coach of uh, a certain college that I won't name because I don't want people to just go Google who this is. Wait, who he, is it? The coach of this team is a is an assistant coach on an NCAA team. Oh wow! He does this like in his spare time, mm-hmm. I guess. Huh. Or one of his relatives, like his. But I was thinking more about the player. Like, if he wants to continue his volleyball career in high school, what does he try to find a a, a girls' team that needs one extra spot, or does he go to boys? He might have been very average on the boys. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of boys that could have done that at that age level. But I mean, he's just—it's not that he's that great at volleyball. He's just bigger and stronger than everyone else on the court. Does he also? Does he not play on the? He doesn't play on a boys team. I don't know. I didn't. I, I was Rob. I was trying so hard not to get involved in any of this. I I admire your your uh, like desperate desperation to not get in the middle because like 
there's so much going on here that I want to know. Yeah. Every, like, if I was you, I'd be like, wait. I, did. I was fighting it. I wanted to know everything. Well, now, let me ask you this. Why didn't you want to, like, like get in the middle of it? Do you I feel can like... get in trouble. Like, if I, so, like, remember I told you the fan came or the one of the parents came over to me? Oh, I don't think I added that. A couple of parents, especially even in the finals, a guy came over to me. And uh, he goes, let me ask you something. <laughs> <laughs> I know what already what this is going to be about, right? And he goes, um, so if they have a player that just wakes <laughs> up and decides they're a girl today. Oh, my God. Are they oh allowed boy. to play on the team? And I said, uh, I, I'm i going to tell you the same thing I told somebody uh, uh, last week. I have zero control about it. They give me the location of the gym and say, bring your whistle. I do not know. I don't know who's allowed to be on the team. I don't know what the status or gender identity of that person is and i don't ask and i don't care i'm here to count to 25 points and then we go home all right i understand I, they're all understanding with me yeah. they're enraged with the situation but they're all because but again that's because i'm in gender like i could have easily said you know what the fuck are you some kind of transphobe bigot you know yeah but which is what i'm thinking but i'm not gonna say that's i might work you really you know I yeah political somewhat you know yeah that's how I feel in my jujitsu gym as well. Oh no! Uh, that I just don't want to talk about politics. Like I don't want to know you're a, a scumbag. You know. So I, while I, you're I like wanna... on the floor grappling, you don't whisper in the other dude's ear about the semen extraction story that you heard about. <laughs> SEU. <laughs> Did you see this in the news? What a time to bring that up. <laughs> Ron, you should try that. Just when when they have me in a triangle where I'm yeah. in their crotch, like, oh, have you heard about the semen extraction unit? <laughs> What do you think? I'm a dead Israeli soldier. You're going to jerk me off now? Get off. <laughs> Shame them into not beating you. Look, a quick man cometh said, uh, I wrestled in high school in California, and some of the rural high schools had girls wrestling intermixed in. So few girls were interested in it that they just had it co-ed. Yeah, I feel that's the genesis of that NCAA rule, which is they just don't right. want the girls to just abandon that sport so they say eh, it's a lesser evil to have boys playing it you know i mean yeah. i'm sort of old school so i feel like if you're a girl in a high school and the girls wrestling team is too small to exist then just fight in the halls like we used to do like just find somebody you don't like and hit them do it yourself you don't need to bring boys into this just pull someone's hair throw them down a flight of stairs Beat the shit out of them with your backpack. Whatever. It's fine. There's other ways to get that out. Would be my my suggestion. Uh, Sid, have you ever gotten to a, into a fight in school? Oh, yeah. Tons. Oh, yeah? Really? Tell us in, about like, In junior high school and elementary school, mostly. Because I've always or... been an asshole troll. But, so mostly I was the instigator. Sometimes I wasn't the instigator. And I'd be, like, defending another kid or something. But I... Yeah, I held my so own. Tell us a story. It never got too tell crazy. Story. I can't think of anything specific, but like I would just annoy. Sometimes I would just annoy kids with my teasing until they hit me, and I have to hit back. But it always got separated. Never got too heated. Most of it I don't remember, but there was a lot of it. I never got like bloodied. It never came to like me having a bloody mm -hmm. nose or any shit like that. It was Wait, just, you, you know, somebody would throw somebody else down on the concrete, and that was basically the end of it. You held your own so that they wouldn't take the semen out. I'm <laughs> too young. I don't know if I had viable semen at this point. Mm, Thankfully, we didn't find out.
the SEU didn't come to <laughs> extract your balls. We have a we have a six year old down in the playground. <laughs> Stan, we'll get 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 at those balls right. if you could find them. How long has he been out? <laughs> Oops, wrong sound. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I realized, like, I, I haven't had a fight in, like, in my adult life. Uh, in quite, like, the last one I could think of was when I was, like, 15, maybe, where it was a, it was actually a smaller kid uh, who kind of fucked well, me I, up. Uh, you're a giant, so I would assume it's a smaller kid almost any fight you'd get in. Right. Uh, and I, I, I remember feeling very humbled <laughs> to the point that I was humbled break to the back. point that I was like, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to, I want to fight. And then like my, the rest of my, uh, life, I, I went out of my way to avoid any Good. sort of confrontation. Uh, and yeah, ultimately I feel like ultimately I think fighting is stupid, but, uh, now Even that I though you little... do it like every morning now. Uh, Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's fighting. That's more grappling. It's grappling. It's not fighting. Eh. Well, it's also so wait, fake uh, fighting. It's, I mean, when no you were 15, gonna... wh what was the fight over? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was just like a playground fight. I don't remember what. I might I might have been teasing him now that I think like another second about it. Like I was teasing him and uh, and he was upset about something I said. Dusty Rose Muffler said it was like the big show versus Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's I almost fair. Uh, well, I don't. I shouldn't say that. I almost had a fight. I I thought something may have progressed toward a fight recently, but it did not. Uh, mm. do you, I'm telling so yeah. many stories here. Should do I go it. for it. Okay. Uh, and so I was doing some job on the weekend, and I left, and I, I had a big gap. I had like a three hour gap before I had to go do another job. So I'm walking around Manhattan, and one job was on the upper. West Side, Riverside Drive, and the other one was in Lexington and like a little bit north of Union Square. So I had to okay. cross town. So I, so I decided to walk. I had three hours to kill. So I'm just walking around looking for something to eat. And I had to go right past where Madison Square Garden oh, is. No. And it was the day of a Ranger game, but that also was about two hours away. So all these Rangers fans are doing the same thing I'm doing, which is walking around the city, killing time, right? And I And I didn't do this on purpose in advance but i i when i leave i was doing a football job in the morning so when i i had my stupid referee hat on so i said i don't want to walk around with that so i brought another hat and it was my islanders hat uh so i put that on while i'm walking around but i didn't do it to antagonize anybody like i just was walking around so there are all these rangers fans walking around and then like one of them just comes up behind me oh, no. a couple and just goes Hey, fuck the Islanders, you know, and I didn't get mad because it's too, I'm, you know, almost 50 years old. And yeah. I said, hey, and then I said, hey, fuck the Rangers. And we had a little laugh, you know, and it wasn't a, a combative at all. The guy left. Another guy comes up behind me and I don't see who it is or anything from behind me. I hear, oh, oh, of course, he's got a mask for coming from a guy wearing a fucking mask. I was wearing my. Because I was walking through a very congested area. Yeah. And one guy, right before all this happened, like 30 seconds before, someone hacked up a lung like to Ugh. my right. So I just quick, I have the, the neck warmer. And I just mm -hmm. I just pull it up if I feel there's something floating around me. And then I take it down again. So I did that. I had the mask up. Of course, a fucking mask. Fuck the Rangers. Of course, he's got a mask on. And I turn around, and it's this fat fucking slovenly piece of shit, like with fucking 9 o'clock shadow. 
and like he's like he he looks like um if douglas levison was a full height sort of uh and a little bit younger than that like the young version of douglas he's walking with his girlfriend or wife or something she looks only like one notch better than he does wearing baggy fucking pants that's like sagging down and that sweatshirt with a ranger's sweatshirt just the filthiest fucking most repulsive human being appro- approximation of a human being that you can imagine. But I'm just baffled as to, like, of course you'd be against the Rangers if you're wearing a mask. What? Yeah. Out of Rangers are dead. New York like, City Islanders would are, be... Islanders are Democrats now, I guess. I don't know what the fucking thing. They're libs. Anyone, anything I just underlines, anything I don't like yeah. is political enemy. Yeah, you know I mean? but really, okay. could it, couldn't this have been? Yeah, like I feel like the <laughs> inverse could be true as well. Whereas, like, if you're in Long Island wearing a mask with a Rangers hat on, an Islanders fan could just as easily be like, "Of course, a Rangers fan." But that would be slightly, on. I think, just based on demographics, that would be slightly more reasonable of an assumption than vice versa. Possibly. Well, why so? Well, because Long Island's a little bit more right wing than New York City. Yeah, I would concede that. Even though okay, I'm that's fair. Yes. So they would assume uh, Darren's from Long Island and not like a New York City Islanders fan, and right. so in that way, sure. But div- <laughs> well, but wait, there's more. So then, so to, so just to illustrate the point I'm driving at here, the first guy walked by said something about my sports team. You know, it's sports. I don't really care for people that do that anymore. I might have been like that 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago. Now it's like, ah, and I say it back. We do the little the kabuki dance, you yeah, know, and exactly. then it's over. This guy said something about me personality-wise. I don't really fucking take kindly to that. So we're both now walking the same direction. He has oh, passed boy. me with his wildebeest girlfriend. <laughs> and I say, do you have a problem with that? Do you have a problem with me wearing a mask? And then I think he just recognized that now he has crossed the line that he shouldn't have. So he he clammed up. He stopped talking. He put his head down. He's walking forward. The girlfriend turns around to me (laughs) and says to me, yeah, you look stupid. (laughs) And I immediately, you know, sometimes you don't know the right thing to say in a moment. I immediately said the right thing. I look stupid. You look like you haven't bathed in about 11 weeks. <laughs> and, the, and then the guy really, the guy went like this. Well, and, that, this and now, go ahead, Rob. What was that? I feel like now the guy has to say something. You, well, that's you, the thing. He did not. Oh, wow. Well, but but here's what I want to ask you, because she said one more thing. I want to ask you to interpret what she said, because I have no idea what this means. <laughs> okay. okay. I said, so let me just walk, rewind for a few seconds. I said, you got a problem with this? She goes, yeah, you look stupid. I said, you look like you haven't bathed in 11 weeks. And she says, she turns to him, not to me, and says, oh, maybe I should go out with him instead. What does that mean? Why would she say that? Because I I cucked him and I won the battle of the jungle or something? What is that? I have no idea what that means. Yeah, maybe because he didn't stick up for her. Uh, Yeah, but she was laughing. It didn't seem like she was truly shaming him. But. Maybe that's their kink or something. I don't know. But that then is... I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I actually don't remember what the next line was, but I basically intimated I would, I wouldn't fuck her if she was like the last uh, vagina in the, in the known universe. Uh, that wasn't actually what I said, but I very clearly rejected that her effect, off. Yes. And they both went and I actually had to peel off to go to my destination. So I went and then I, as I'm, so we're going like separate directions now. 
and they kept walking. I was like, you made the correct choice today. Keep fucking walking. You would have ended up on the sidewalk. And that was the end of that. That is oh so... I don't take kindly to that shit. I don't mind. Again, sports, we can go back and forth all day. It's banter. Believe yeah, me. There's no need knows. to make it personal. I, I have a, a, a rippling, a blistering passion for being hating the Yankees and their yeah. shitty fans. But even them, even the worst Yankees fan, I'm not. If they just stick to sports, I can go back and forth with them about sports, yeah. and it dies there. That's it. That's the end of it. Once you start talking about a mask, you don't know why I'm wearing a fucking mask. How the yeah. person could have an autoimmune deficiency? Could be nothing related to COVID. Could be anything. I have an 80 year old mother that I, you know, I don't want to affect yeah. her with anything. When she's around me, why would I? Why you don't have any right to talk about that shit? Keep your fucking I, mouth shut. That's why I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. But here's what I'm asking you, Darren: yeah. uh, Would it like uh, absolutely like again? What you're saying is correct, but is it worth getting into a fight over? Like, what if he didn't look away when you were like, "Do you have a problem with that?" What if he said, "Yeah, I do have a problem, and I want to settle it right now." Is it worth asked. getting it? But is it worth getting into that over like some comment over a mask? Like no, it's and not. to the point of like like look, you could beat his ass, but also he could get some shots in. You know, like he could injure you. He could scar. He give you some sort of bruising. And like what? Like who need like over what? Because there is an inherent value in sticking up for yourself when you're insulted in that that kind of Neanderthal way. Again, about the Islanders, it is not worth it. Uh, someone saying something deeply insulting to me, I'm going to snap back at them and say something back to them. And I don't care. I really don't care if I get my ass beat. If I happen to fight the guy and I lose, oh, well, you know what? I, I fought I fought back in defense of something that I care about deeply. That's just my philosophy. I will also say this is not the first time that we've heard Darren get into a situation like this, and it's never come to blows. No. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the last time you actually had a physical altercation, Darren? Oh, my God. Fucking ages. I can't even remember. I, I was on a stupid kid. I can't Cause remember. Because I feel like when someone gets into a thing like this with you, that they're just being an idiot. And once they realize that you're serious, they always back down. I guess. I mean, because you just have the right of way and they realize it halfway through. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just going to. Because also... it's, it's never. Yeah, that's why he he just he's right. So when he gets into it with these people, he's picking his spots, and he has. He, I think you know that they're not gonna. I don't like, know. That. You can't know for sure, but I feel like you have a sense that this is just an idiot, and I'm gonna put them in their place. And well, I'm ready to scrap if we have to, but we're not gonna have to. I think it goes back to what Rob said, which is that uh, I I don't do this when I feel lightly about something. Yeah, like that really. I mean, I went through like two and a half years of of covid like being more covid cautious on on the scale of america than anyone else really like basically living in a crypt because i this meant that much to me and that like my you know i i just don't want to like bring covid around my mother who's in a risk group and i'm i'm extra cautious about it and i don't need to hear these fucking meatheads like twits, like making fun of me for something that I feel strongly about. So just yeah. that. So like what Rob said earlier, I pick my spots <laughs> when I really feel passionate about something. Again, I'm not going to just walk around looking for a fight. Yeah. But 
Oh, the, I think the last one you were talking about was with the Israelis in my neighborhood. Well, they weren't Israelis; they were Ashkenazi Jews. But remember, the guy was uh, the guy came up to me. It's I told this on the show. The guy came up to me, uh, like they were just walking. This was in the middle of like the, literally in the height of COVID, and just walking around without a mask and almost fucking coughing on me. And I said something to them, and the guy look, actually tried to start a fight with me. Yeah. Well, there was also at the Mets game, right? Like, oh, that fuck that guy looked like he would have fell fall over with a feather. Yeah, if I pushed him. The other one, the one with the Jew, the young Jews, act they actually look like, uh, like that could have been a competitive. Uh, they might have been IDF. You never know. Like, yeah, could have been a competitive BJJ contest. <laughs> you knock him out, and all of a sudden, there's like an ambulance pulling up to get the jizz out of the. Yeah. But I, out. I'm not afraid to get into a fight with somebody that could beat my ass. I, like that's, I thought you were going to say, I'm not afraid to get my jizz extracted. <laughs> no, not at all. Please take my jizz. Willingly. Uh, I, I will say, like, I am a lot less afraid of getting my ass kicked now that I've taken jujitsu yeah. uh, in the sense that, like, the pain is very tolerable, uh, like like the, the soreness or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the danger is someone could have a knife or a gun or something. Right, right. You know, you could die uh, crossing the street too. I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. be a simp and like let a guy fucking. Uh, oh, you look some fucking weird ass woman that just looks like she just came from another out of a hole in the ground. She's gonna <laughs> tell me I look stupid. I'm not gonna fucking stand there and take that. I'm gonna say something. It may not yeah. come to blows, but I'm not gonna fucking. Oh, haha, that's very funny. And turn around and walk away. Kind of a simp am I? Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, getting up to the fight, I, I would. I'm not sure that I would take it there. I would certainly uh, throw some insults back at them. I would love to see that. Can you video that if that ever happens? Sure. I'm sorry. This was like the story show. I feel like I monopolized like half the show with this stuff. There's nothing wrong with I, that at all. I accept your apology. Thank Sorry. you, Rob. Feel very bad about it. Do you have any uh, others? Do you have any other stories? <laughs> uh, if anything comes to mind, I'll let you know. I had yeah, my semen extracted the other day. <laughs> After a nice date. No. Social really? is like very on pause right now. I'm oh. just doing a lot of shit. But talk, it's a lot of texting with a couple of people. That's okay. about it. Sexting? Fe- um, no. Feeling out process. No dates. I have a fun story about uh, uh, sexual stuff I wanted to bring up. Uh, I kind of forgot about. So uh, ever since the pandemic, uh, or I don't know the pandemic, maybe the war, uh, lube prices have gone up. Silicon lube specifically, because it's oil, you know, like. Uh, the things and, you don't think about when you're not into yeah. the lube scene. And it's like, look, if you want to have gay sex, it's a lot easier with lube. Does Vaseline not work or just a fistful of spit? They work. Okay. Absolutely, they work. Are those uh, more expensive now, too? I don't know about Vaseline. I've never uh, used Vaseline as lube. The smell turns me off. <laughs> the smell is not erotic at all. Yeah, it's like it Bengay smells, almost. Yeah, it smells too what sciencey. Too if medical. you half empty a jar of Vaseline and then pour honey in there and then just mix it up? Oh, I don't want honey on my dick. That's, That's just making it's making both things worse. Yeah, come on, Sid. It smells nice though. Uh, a little lavender, a little sachet of potpourri. This is and, like uh, a, a 101 textbook on how to ruin good smelling things. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes says water based lube. I don't like water based lube. Uh, it's too sticky. It's not. It's. Uh, 
I don't like it. It's gross. I prefer a nice silicone-based lube. Swiss Navy is my brand. Yeah, we've talked about wondering. it before. Yes. Can uh, I, before you so, go on, Rob, I want to ask a question of Sid, actually. Have okay. you ever used lube in your heterosexual sex? Oh, yeah. I've fucked some asses. In the ass, right? That's yeah. the only time you'd use it, not in a yeah. vagina. Like a dry vagina. Something not working for no. some were you were, were you fucking raw or with a condom? I think mostly raw. Mm -hmm. I believe. I, mean, that, I guess, yeah, the condom would talk. Could be lubricated already, anyway. It's but, true. Um, I only had so, anal sex with a woman one time, and there was no no lube involved. Wow. Yeah, it was difficult. Do you open her up? No, I don't have that big of a cock. It's very average. I know, but still, I mean, the the butthole is very tight. It's not it meant felt to be like, any, any sort of penis. You have to like really relax them. It felt roughly equivalent to a vagina, which means she may have had anal sex a lot. Mm. Or maybe she recently yeah. had diarrhea. Oh, awesome. yeah, like if I feel like yeah, exactly. If if, if it, it felt was, not if, as good as a vagina, but if in terms of like tightness, it was like only slightly, slightly tight. It was like a tight vagina. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, but so, uh, I you know I, I don't like running low on lube, so I was <laughs> I was running low, and I, I needed to make a purchase, and uh, I did a little lube shopping. <laughs> You know, finding the online best online or in person. Online, online, okay. uh, and somehow it, it came to be that the cheapest place to get lube, uh, this particular lube, was uh, Walgreens, okay. and uh, I, I didn't, it didn't even make sense because it was like buying a few of the four ounce bottles, like volume wise, would be cheaper than buying a 32 ounce bottle direct from the manufacturer which i'm like how, like what this is this doesn't make sense and on top of that walgreens had some promotion where you get 25 cents uh 25 off a digital order of any so kind just, or just of lube? any kind any digital okay. order wow and so they're really targeting um, the gay jewish community here <laughs> Well, look, uh, this isn't just for gay Jews. Any Jews, if you have pharmaceutical needs, mm. go to Walgreens.com, get a 25% discount. Oh, right. Oh, okay. No promo code uh, needed. This right. is not even a live read. But <laughs> here's, the, here's the warning. Here's the warning. Uh, when I go to check out, Walgreens is like, oh, this is eligible for free same-day delivery. And I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want, I, I want it in a box shipped to me, you know, I, uh, but no. You want it, it in a same, box so that you could get it in a box. It is same day delivery. And so long story short, the same day delivery is in fact, they outsource it to DoorDash. And what, what in fact happened was somebody at my local Walgreens had to take a paper bag and drop a few bottles of lube in it and hand it to this DoorDash guy. And then I cannot tell you how embarrassing it was because the DoorDash, like, it's not like this was a sealed bag. It was a, just a paper bag that, like, the top was, you know, like, the guy opens like, what the hell is this guy going to do with five bottles of lube? I think he knows. Oh, you went five. You didn't even get four. Look at you. Yeah, Once yeah. you well, realized yeah. there was a deal. I like, mean, the discount. It doesn't go bad. There's no expiration date. Yeah, exactly. There's no expiration date. Well, and there, it's only four ounces. Four ounces. It goes, goes bad quick. once you use it. 
But yeah, so the not only that, but when I get down there, my my first floor neighbor is outside smoking a cigarette, and the guy's like, "Oh, do you know whose apartment?" This is? So it's like there might be a chance that she's. <laughs> So never again am I purchasing my lube from Walgreens. That's oh, the story. Or if I am, I'm going to walk over there myself. You just lost us well, a ton of live read money here. Well, the discount the discount's only for the first order. So I guess I'd have to get a new credit card for that. I actually had a Walgreens situation recently that wasn't that funny, but it was just very eco-unfriendly, and I didn't realize until it was too late how absurd the process was. So I need to get a prescription. My doctor, even though I always prefer to have it like shipped, like Express Scripts, Walgreens, whatever, just shipped to my house. My doctor always sends it to my Walgreens instead, even though I've said multiple Very times. Very annoying. I think she just like, motherfucker, you need to walk more. And this is her way of like forcing it on me. <laughs> and so she sent this prescription to my Walgreens. I went to the Walgreens website and you could change how they gave it to you. So you could change it to a delivery. So that's what I did. And in my mind, I figured either it would be like what happened with you, where like a DoorDash person would come get it from the Walgreens and bring it here, or they would just send it, they would cancel the pharmacy order and just send it from like some central Walgreens location to me. Instead, what happened was they, my Walgreens, which is like two blocks from my apartment, set up a FedEx pickup. Oh, my God. So the day that I made this change, FedEx came to the Walgreens, picked up this thing. It went to, like, fucking Long Island. And the next day, it came back from Long Island to my apartment. <laughs> it's like, how is this the process? If I had known that's what they were going to do, I would have just fucking went and got it. I think It makes me it feel like bad. the robo-pocalypse is not ready yeah, to Yeah, it was it. fucking very elaborate. And I felt like an asshole. So that was, that was, but I wasn't getting lube. I was just getting cholesterol medicine. Did you actually use it after all of that? Oh yeah, I need to keep is, the cholesterol down. Is it a statin? Is it a statin at the end? Of yes, that? yes. Oh, okay, I was prescribed that too once, uh, and I, I I was freaked out by the side effects. I haven't all, had all, any yet. Good. All the statin stuff was very had very scary shit attached to it. I got a bit of a fatty liver now because of it, but it's not yet to the point that we need to take me off of the cholesterol med. I had some fat around my liver too. I think I'd make a very nice foie gras. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> but it went down. The last checkup it went down. That's good. Nice. Rob, how's how fat's your liver? Mm. I'm you doing great. Ever since, uh, ever since uh -huh. I, I, I did jujitsu, I'm down almost forty pounds. I'm, I'm, I will say, I will say, uh, I'm, I'm back up to being only down thirty pounds, just because I, it's been a few days. But uh, it's like you gained ten pounds just from not doing jujitsu for a couple of days. I didn't go for four days, and I put on like eight pounds. And Jesus then, like, Christ! Two, two days later, shed all of it just from going wow. for two days. But Rob is like. 610 you know like losing yeah. The, yeah. Like the shit we do like when we walk into the bathroom to take a shit he loses like three pounds you know <laughs> I think it's just it's, I mean in general on the weekends I'm fucking just getting super stoned loading up carbs and sugar like eating the absolute worst foods and during the week I actually eat responsibly so <laughs> like we don't go out uh, we eat pretty clean so it's, it's much easier to maintain but I will say ever since doing that all of like before I had like, oh, you have high cholesterol. You're like pre, uh, you have like pre diet. You're pre diabetic. You're like on the way to getting type two. So like, 
you know, there was all these concerns and I was really freaking out, but all I had to do is just lose 30 pounds and now everything is, is great. Uh, the only thing I'm on, I'm on some, uh, blood pressure medication cause I, I had a oh. bit of hypertension, but even that, like my, my levels are now normal. So it's very exciting. There you have it. There's many benefits to rolling around with sweaty men for mm-hmm. an hour a day, four times a week. Oh, what about the jujitsu? Jitsu? <laughs> oh, oh, you meant the jujitsu. Um, yeah, we're having our, our belt ceremony next week. I'm going to get my second stripe. I'm trying not to be too egotistical and, and expect two stripes because I don't think I, I'm, I'm that far ahead, but definitely getting a second stripe. So that's really exciting. So if Congrats. I can do it, folks, you can do it. We'll need to do like a side-by-side picture of you getting your belt and Dave Mustaine getting his. When I get so my purple belt, better. for sure. Yeah. I'm still a white white belt. Uh, I'm gonna still be a white belt for like another year. It's about a year or two until uh, a full color belt promotion, depending on how often you go. But I've been very consistent. I would say I'm one of the most consistent people in the morning. So that's really exciting. Like even the coaches recognize it. So that's really nice. Really Is nice. it possible to fail the promotion test, or is it just like it's a? Formality? It's not a test. It's just about. It's like a reward for coming essentially uh so you can just oh, like it's the, like the same thing like i'm gonna come yeah. oh wait so so any even if you suck at jujitsu hard like you can't do any of the exercises or anything you still just you can become a black belt if you just show up well enough. the idea is by showing up you will suck less which is but what if you don't really true uh, I mean, it. it's a, it's it's up to the coach, I guess. Okay. But the the criteria is not necessarily like, oh, you have to. Actually, it's that's interesting because I don't think it's as serious for uh, adults, but for the in the juniors, there is like a test that you have to sort of do in order to be able to uh, uh, get ahead. But I is think that for the, the class you're you're excelling at? Did you get demoted? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's the younger kids. I think for the adults, it's up to the coach's discretion because they do walk around every class to see how everyone is, is you know, drilling the moves and all that stuff. Uh, but I think the the majority. What's most important is that you just show up. Yeah. If you if you get in thirty hours, you get your first stripe. Sixty hours, your second stripe. Ninety, you know, and so on. Okay. Um, so, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I'm even at the point now where there's people that have just joined in the last month or two, and like I'm giving them tips, which I'm just like, wow, look you, at me. You said it's four days a week. I go four days a week. You can go as much or as little as you want, but oh. initially I would say start with two days a week, because thanks you give me tips now. Uh, this the stamina require. I've never felt more gassed. Than when I initially started the jujitsu, just because you're just not used to you're putting your body through that, like rolling around in such a aggressive manner in a short time frame, you get really tired very quickly. So I could only really do it two days a week, and then eventually built it up more and more. That there's some girl, there's this one girl, she's insane. She goes twice a day, four days a week. So she goes eight times a week. How long she, are you there? Does she ever sleep? Like what the eight fuck? hours? Well, she she she. Um, the reason she's so on top of it is because when she gets uh, jobs, she's she can't go at all. So just when she has free time, she wants to what, do what it does as she do? She I think she's some sort of artist. So mm. 
It's like a it's like a on again off again type thing. On jet. <laughs> She's not Joan Jet. There's actually like, that's the other cool thing is like there's such a variety of like artistic people, cops, like, like all different lawyers, all all these different types of all uh, the worst, lawyers. all the scum of the earth. The lawyer is like the, the the lawyer among us is in fact first of all looks like the most unassuming lawyery person, <laughs> but he's a brown belt and he's fucking he's an octopus he's insane. He will choke me out like it's nobody's business. And then he'll help you sue the gym. (laughs) Well, I signed a release. Injured in Brazilian. I I, I cannot sue sue the gym. It was at Sino or Barnes that put (laughs) Well, one of them's dead. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's Barnes that's dead. dead. No, Selena. Barnes firm now. You always see the solo ads. No, I think the Barnes firm is his brother. Oh, I just assumed the Barnes firm was the one that lived. <laughs> Let me confirm. Uh, oh, you may be right. Sorry, if uh, if Selino's alive, I humbly apologize. Selino's Selino Law is a thing. Yeah. But which one's dead? We need to know. By the way, if you're confused right now, Selino and Barnes is the New York version of one of those injury law places that advertises on TV all the time. With a nausea. Yeah, Barnes died in a plane crash. Oh. Nauseatingly catchy jingle, which yeah. is Selino and Barnes injury attorneys. I think eight 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 changed a bunch of like, times. Now I it's eight hundred eight million or something. I think there was an off Broadway play, like a comedic play about them. Oh, I like, think I remember. over the last year or two. We could go, go see that and then do a review for the Patreon. Sure. Can you play this jingle? Let's see. Get I'm that sure it's up on the YouTube. Off. They changed the number like four times, but never changed the jingle. So they just keep changing the numbers. The Barnes firm has a decent jingle too. Injury attorneys, 800 Don't wait. Call eight. I will. I mean, that's a fucking that's a banger. It's a great because if you like got hit by a car and your hands are shaking or something, you just keep pushing the eight. Yeah, it gets the number. <laughs> you don't gotta go all around the keypad. Right, and let's let's the... have this week's RAP be to Barnes. RAP oh, Barnes. Okay. Uh, let's see what Barnes the Barnes firm jingle is. Yeah. The Barnes firm injury <laughs> that doesn't work. I feel like there's a different one that they're using recently that's a slightly less hokey than that one. Okay, here we go. It's just the instrumental. I guess so. <laughs> the bars Attorneys call one eight hundred eight million. Yeah, there you go. That's they zazzed it up a little bit from that last one. So, so it's just eight and then the rest zeros. Yeah. And I don't know if Salino has his own jingle now or not. I can't think of it if there is one. He might be more no nonsense. Maybe that's what uh, caused their breakup. Was Salino wanted to go away from the jingle and Barnes wanted to stay mm. with the jingle. Here's and the they Selena. broke up. 
Here's and the then Barnes on. died. Oh, okay, there is one. How do you choose the right personal injury attorney? Insist on lawyers that consistently achieve strong results. I don't like it. Over our careers, our lawyers and I... They both try, both sides try to have it be as close to the Selena and Barnes as possible without, like, being lawsuit-worthy. I think Barnes did a slightly better job. Yeah. Huh? Not even an area code on that. Anyway... We're going to get out of here first, uh, folks. Before we go, I want to talk about our RIPL Livecast Music Break playlist. You can find it on Spotify by searching RIPL Livecast Music Break. Every week, we each add a song. Uh, there's almost 40 hours of music, 593 songs up in there, up in there. And uh, you can give it a search. It's free to listen to. Uh, my pick this week is from The Kinks All Day and All of the Night. I just fell down a Kinks live rabbit hole earlier this week, and I, I really feel like they don't get the credit that they, they deserve for being so good and so ahead of their time. And, like, argue, I think you can argue that while it's very much not metal or punk rock, they are the prototype for mm -hmm. that, like, for aggressive, like, for power pop, I guess would be the term. Like, I was listening to some of the stuff and it, it like I'm just blown away at how like heavy it was for the time and, and just imagining parents yelling at their kids to turn down their racket with these amazingly catchy songs. So absolutely check out the kinks. If you don't know where to start, just look up their best of. Uh, I mean, you, you've heard at least. Yeah, you've heard 20 of their songs, songs already. You just don't yeah, you just it. don't know. It. Yeah. Uh, so I, I picked all day and all of the night because that that's like. That was the one where I'm like, man, this is so heavy. Like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I mean, I could believe it. And I love it. So that was my pick. What did you pick, Sid? Uh, well, uh, you and I earlier this week went to see Neil Hamburger. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe the funniest I've ever seen him. He was fucking on fire. It was great. He had this Dave Grohl grant, uh, rant that was one of the best things I've ever seen. I laughed until I cried. But his you opening act. Huh? No, he was right. I mean, it was, I, I mean, it was, I, all I couldn't about, get it was bulletproof. <laughs> it was all about the aftermath of the Taylor Hawkins death and those tribute oh. concerts and stuff. And he had like this 15 minute. It was so good. Uh, if it's on YouTube, go find it. It was just tremendous. But the opening act was this dude, major entertainer who I'd never heard of before. And he's like this 50 year old Canadian guy with long hair. And I'd sort of, describe it as like a weird combination of reggie watts tiny tim and neil hamburger that's very accurate like the look and the vocals were tiny tim but then he had like all these like effects pedals and stuff like reggie watts and then he did jokes in between that were sort of like low-level neil hamburger jokes yeah he went for so long he went for 45 minutes yeah that i started to think like is this the person who portrays neil hamburger and this is just his new bit that yeah greg <laughs> turkington thank you that like he just loves doing this bit so much but it's not popular so he just gets people in so he could do this bit that he loves yeah. and then he'll do he'll go and change into neil hamburger and i swear like up until 
literally the last moment of the show when Neil Hamburger went, thank you, good night. And I walked out and I saw Major Entertainer at the merch stand and realized there's no physical way that Neil Hamburger <laughs> could have gotten from the stage to the merch stand this quickly. It's Tony Clinton. That I was like, okay, these are two different people. But I, like the comedy didn't quite work for me, but the music was very good. I, I in fact, wanted to look up some of his music, so I'm glad that you added him uh, uh, to this thing because it's like they're stupid songs, but they're still very, very catchy. There are two songs stuck out for me, one of which I could not find on Spotify, which was called Sleepy Weepy. The one I did find that I liked was I Love This Hotel. It's 90 seconds long, and it's about a hotel he went to that was really good. It was very catchy and infectious. And, uh, Darren, what was your pick? Uh, well, I'm going to keep the comedy theme going because I played a song by the great, the late great Gilda Radner oh. from her uh, album Gilda Live, her, her great comedy album, I think from 1980, I want to say. Oh, I didn't even know this existed. I had to check it out. I love this album let me tell you how i discovered this album i was at one of my mother's friend's houses and we were there they were just shooting the shit and i was just left to wander the house i was probably like i don't know seven years old i don't know i was a kid i can't well can you look up what year that was so i'm giving accurate information but uh, i was definitely a small child and i'm wandering around this house and i'm just looking through there's a bunch of records and the top one sitting on a table do you have it sorry I'm looking for it still. The top one is Guild Alive. And I I just put it on the record player. There's nobody around. I just put it on and she starts singing all these fucking curse words and stinking. <laughs> and I got and it was a kid's song. This is a children's song. It's called Let's Talk Dirty to the Animals. And it's like an a kid's song structured as a Release nineteen seventy nine. Okay. So I was I was it was after that. I was at least seven. I was four in nineteen five and nineteen I was seven or eight, and uh, she says, you know, fuck you, Mr. Bunny, eat shit, Mr. Bear, and this is the <laughs> this is the height of comedy to a seven or an eight. Hell yeah. I was singing that shit on the bus, and I didn't have the record anymore. Like, I, I, it was at this person's house, so it was all in my head. I just remember I played the song like four times in a row until my mother finally called me out to go somewhere to leave. And I had this song stuck in my head for months. And I, then I said to my mother, I need you to get me the Gilda Lion album. And she's like, oh, great. I love Gilda Radner. That's just, she's right on board. She, I played it with her. She sang, my mother sang <laughs> with me, eat shit, Mr. Bunny. Fuck me. <laughs> and my mother was very cool about that type of thing. So uh, I love Gilda Radner. Uh, she was taken away too soon from us. Another RIP. National treasure, yes. Everyone, go, if you don't know Gilda Radner, look her up. She's on SNL and also did a lot of other very funny things and stand-up and other shit. Also, RIP uh, also stands for uh, Retrieving Israeli Protein. <laughs> I would also, like Gilda Radner, I feel like she's like the prototype for the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler type character, too. I feel yes. like she was like the first one to really get mainstream success being that kind of like not necessarily hot but cute and like funny her comedy so was way more physical than either of them yeah that's her, true yeah her she's more like tracy ellman appeal and that's a great point rob like she's not like classically beautiful but i think when she starts being funny she becomes mm -hmm. like the sexiest person in the world like she's absolutely so, agree i was so attracted to gilda radner 
Like if you saw that woman walking on the street, so she said, no, she's not unattractive, whatever. But she starts talking. I'm like, I want to fuck Gilda Radner. Gene Wilder like, was her husband. Yeah, I was exact. I was going to say, and I feel a lot of women feel about him the way we feel about Gilda, where like yeah. he's like a sex symbol. Yeah. To some people, even though you look at him, you would never think so. But like you see him schlub. perform and it makes a little bit of sense. 100%. And then also, I'm sure there's just a segment of people that want to fuck Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, in general. Rule 34. <laughs> there probably is some of that. Yeah. We also have a uh, another uh, playlist pick from Livecast fan Lando Danks. So I will read that now. He uh, picked the song The Nukilavi. I think I'm pronouncing that right, by Hell Ripper. Nothing like some thrashy blackened speed to kick you in the ass and give you a reason to run circles in your living room. Mm. Very solid solo project from the Scottish Highlands. All hail the goat. Do they growl in a Scottish accent? That would be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> could tour with gonna, Falconer. Not even going to attempt that. <laughs> Falconer Mountain Man. Having a little trouble with the sound effects. I've played a few. Have you ever heard the sound effects today? Not no. today. Yeah, no. I figured that because you didn't react at all. So I was like, it's not working. I'll oh, get damn. that hammered out before next week. Uh, all right. And, uh, of course, if you, you know, uh, one of the added bonuses of being a patron is you can submit songs to add to our playlist, just like uh, Sid just called out. And uh, it's only five bucks a month, patreon.com slash livecast, And you get two bonus episodes every month that are two extra episodes in addition to the weekly free episode that we do for you. Uh, our most recent bonus episode was just posted earlier in the week. And it was a really, really fun episode. We went about an hour going through a bunch of old, very weird, but very hilarious links. Uh, and we listened to Falling in Reverse's reimagining of the Papa Roach song Last Resort. And the reimagining is worse than we could have imagined. Yes. And so uh, a lot of fun stuff there. And then at the, what, what do we do at the top of the month? I forgot. Uh, we did a listen along to uh, Lulu, Lulu. Uh, Metallica and Lou Reed. And by the way, on my trip down, uh, I did, you know, had a road trip. I listened oh, no. to the Velvet Underground and Nico. And I still had those like Lou Reedisms from Lulu oh. in my head, and it like was affecting my enjoyment of one of my all time favorite records oh. because he's he has that like I, like there's a there's that one song where he goes like I am tired I am weary and it almost sounds like it could be on Lulu <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's doing that cranky voice. Someone should isolate just to get the backing tracks and put the Lulu lyrics on his good albums. <laughs> see how that sounds but that uh, the velvet underground and nico album timeless timeless record so good yeah. so chill uh i love it um and Marship. so that's five <laughs> that's five bucks a month ten bucks a month gets you uh you you become a top live cast fan you get a shout out at the end of the show which is right now how are we doing these shout outs folks you want to do it in your lou reed voice mm. wow <laughs> <laughs> Which could also be your Neil Hamburger voice. It's not that different. Wow! I'll be James Hetfield doing annoying <laughs> background vocals. Nice. We got Eric. We yeah. got Benjamin. Ooh, we got yeah. the army. Yeah, yeah. Mayor Skipper. I am the Shush. root. Shushusususits. Hugo likes tacos. Lando Danks and Lockright too. I am the flood. 
Corey and Scotty, H and Darren, Douglas, who are you? Lavison. I like tacos. Heroin. <laughs> it's my life. It's my <laughs> life. Legendary. Who are you? Who are you? Legendary. Lid. And why? Who are you and why? <laughs> All right, folks. I got to run. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday, 11 a.m. Please join us and hang out with us. Or listen on the archive. We love you. We kiss you. Bye-bye. Yes, 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 yes.